don't want to be the same level of glory. We want a greater level of glory tonight when we exit this place, God. Yes. So we bless you, Father. We thank you, Father. I thank you for what you're going to do tonight. I thank you for what you've already done tonight, yes. thank you. Lord. So we just bless your holy name. We bless you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. So, Lord, we bless you, we honor you, and we pray, God, that the offering, that uh, it brings glory to your name. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, buddy. Uh, that was so awesome, guys. Amen. Amen. It was so good. Thank you. It's an honor to have you here. It really is. It's an honor to have you here, man. Yeah. You're sweating? Find your sword. That's good. So we got a lot to be thankful for, and uh, a lot to just praise the Lord for. Let me get in here just some notes. Amen. Turn that on that way. We have kids here tonight, so 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 we know that when that alarm goes off, we need to be looking, uh, right? Okay, good. Thank you. So, so this is uh, yeah, a couple of quick things. Um, uh, be praying. Uh, I I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit yesterday to say, uh, ask online if we needed uh, if anyone had a church van for sale. And, uh, and, and how many understand that we don't have the money to buy a van, okay? We don't. <laughs> but the Lord said, put it out there. Amen. And uh, within a half an hour, we had a couple people message us. So you can be praying. Um, we had two people message us that uh, are going through the process of praying to give us, give us a van. Wow. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so we, we thank the Lord beforehand, but we still need the Lord's hand to move. Amen. And, and the intention is for us to go downtown, uh, downtown to pick up some people, uh, that, well, to pick up some homeless right. people. Right. Let them come worship Amen. with us that have no chance to worship anywhere. Amen. So that's Amen. what we're going to do. And uh, buddy, I'm so glad you're here. I am. I'm so glad you're here. Amen. So we're starting a Christmas series. And uh, April, she'll, I'm going to say something. And she'll probably cringe, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> Amen. I love preaching, obviously, and uh, but I've always struggled around holidays because there's certain expectations that you have to share certain messages, right? And sometimes it feels limiting. And it's exciting to preach about Christmas, but sometimes I've just I've struggled. Uh, this year I haven't, and uh, I'm really excited. I believe the Lord has something for us. I believe it actually points towards our walk, and so, uh, so I'm just really, I'm just really excited to share. Amen. So, uh, anyway, anyway, open up to Isaiah chapter 9, very familiar passage, and um, over the next four Fridays, we're going to look at the names of Jesus, and this will make sense in a moment, some of you probably know what I'm going to do, but we're going to look at the names of Jesus, and um, yeah, let me just, let's just read the scriptures. Isaiah 9, start with verse 6. It says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. <laughs> By the way, the word rest <laughs> means to be seated on his shoulders. It's so good. 
And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And verse 7, there will be no end to the increase. That's the title of our series. No end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. <laughs> so like the passion of the Lord will make sure this gets done. So anyway, this is, this is what I believe the Lord wants us to do over the next few weeks. Is, is the Lord wants us to, to look at who Jesus was prophesied to be. Okay, because this is really, this is Isaiah prophesying the characteristics of the Savior. The Lord wants us to look at the characteristics that were prophesied about Jesus because I believe that when we understand, when we understand what Jesus came to do, and when we understand what Jesus' character was or is, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, so what his character was and is, I believe that when we understand what he came to do, and we start to understand who we are in relation to who he is and was, that we'll start to understand what to do. Amen. <laughs> we should. So how do we win the world? <laughs> we win the world by doing what Jesus did. Right. We win the world. We win the world by saying what Jesus said, yeah. right? <laughs> we we win the world by we say representing Jesus, but but I, I like this, and I'm, this isn't original to me. But we win the world by representing Jesus to a lost and dying world. That's right. We represent Come him. On. We are Christians. Little Christ-like ones. That's what that translates as. Which means one who is like Christ. Amen. Which means that if I'm a follower of Jesus, I should look like a little yeah. Jesus running Amen. around here. Amen. And I'm not being sacrilegious. I'm just talking about what the Word says. That I'm a living epistle, as Paul says, right? That means that I may be, you may be the only Bible anyone ever reads, yeah. and if they're going to read me, they might as well see what Jesus looks like, acts like, talks like, yeah. all that, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Right, brother. <laughs> so it says, for, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and I'm going to look at these words, but the government will rest on his shoulders. All right. It says the government will rest on his shoulders. The word government, it means the rule of God, the empire of God, the domain of God, right? So that's where we get the word kingdom, by the way, by the way, king's domain. So the government is the rule, the dominion, the kingdom of God. And so the government will rest on his shoulders. And so when we say the government, the rule, when we say Matthew 6, 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven, we're saying we want the rules, dominion, we want everything that is yeah. there to exist here. We talk about this all the time. This is review for us. Come on. But, but we want that. And so it says the government, the kingdom will rest, which means to be seated, right? Which we talked a lot about, right? Back, or Psalm 46, 10, be still, cease striving, sit down, <laughs> sink down as a if you are sitting and know that I am God. Amen. So it will rest. It will come to this place where it rests on his shoulders. It means it occurs on his shoulders. It means it will be given 
from him to us, from the place of his shoulders, is the place where he bears the burdens, all right? Amen. And so the kingdom comes and it rests on Jesus' shoulders. And again, shoulders is the place of burden. So I'm going to kind of read this. If I look at all the Greek words, it just kind of rattled off and reread this verse. A child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the rule and dominion of his kingdom will come through him. We say we want the kingdom to expand. You understand, like, it comes through us, but it really comes through Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's right. Okay? All right. We don't have to carry the kingdom because <laughs> he's carrying it himself. The, care, the kingdom will fall on all sons and daughters because of him. It will be received because of him. The kingdom will not sit on the shoulders of man, but on his shoulders. The place where he carries the burdens. He's got big shoulders. <laughs> He's got really big shoulders. <laughs> and again, the kingdom, it's, it's where he rules and reigns. It's where he rules and reigns. So when we say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. We're saying, would you rule and reign here in this situation? Right here and right now. That's what we're asking for. That's right. And that's our call. Our call is in Louisville as it is in heaven, right? I mean, that is, yeah. that, that's what we are called to do. <laughs> so, the kingdom comes like that. And, and can I tell you this? If it rests on his shoulders, it means that we don't have to carry it. We release it. It's Matthew 10, 7 and 8. And as you go, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give. We don't have to carry it, we release it. Now we host the Holy Spirit. I'm doing that and thinking of Jairus giggling at me every time I do this hand motion. You don't have to struggle to bring it. He's a good father. It's send your kingdom, God, and he, he wants to come. I don't have to beg or cajole one. I don't have to pray a certain way and put it in a certain order. I'm like, God, God, and he's going to come. We only need to submit our lives to him. So, all right, well, let's actually get back into this. It's verse 7, it says, There will be no end to the increase of his government or his kingdom or of peace. It says there will be no end to the increase. And increase is the word that, again, is the title of the series. It says there will be no end to the increase of his <coughs> government or of his kingdom. The word increase means abundance so there will be no end to the abundance of his kingdom that's John 10 10 right the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but I come that they may have life and have it abundantly there will be no end to the abundance of his kingdom <laughs> so in his kingdom there's an abundance of peace there's an abundance of love there's abundance of joy there's an abundance of hope, right? There's all these things there's abundance of. There's an abundance of resources too. Right. But there's abundance of everything in his kingdom. And and he's saying there will be no end. It's not like, it's not like, like years ago I sold cars or I actually worked in the finance department for a long time. But we would, we actually had like a salary cap. And so you would work really hard 
And if you would have two or three days left in a month, and I'm just being honest here, it's pre-Jesus days, but you may have two or three days left in a month, and you've already capped out. But you understand that the, the salesmen were still selling cars, which meant that I still had to sign people contracts. And so you may sit on that contract for two or three days before you ran it through because no matter what I sold on that car deal, I wasn't going to get paid for it because that was the cap. That was the end, right? It's not right, but that's what we did. In the kingdom, there is no cap. There is no cap. <laughs> Which means that it's not like, oh, God, does, God doesn't go, oh, oh hold on. <laughs> they, they've hit their limits, right? He, he doesn't do that. Yeah. He, says, yeah. he says, I've given them this much, and they've stewarded it well. Let's see if I can give them a little bit more yeah. and see what they do with that increase Amen. and that extra little bit. <laughs> and what you know what? They just did a great job with that. They they ministered to this person that came in, right? To, then they ministered to this person that came in and they led them to Jesus. Then they discipled them. You know what? Maybe, maybe I'll just trust them with a full-blown revival yeah. instead of just some fruit that's great. falling off of the tree, right? Great. I'm going to trust him for that. So, so that's what the king about there is no end to the increase the abundance of his kingdom Jesus came to increase the abundance as well it just it just blows my mind he came to increase it and 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 this is this is where oh god this is what I'm really afraid of and not like well not like I that's a bad word, but I think it scares me to death that we say, going to heaven, that's good enough. When I can say, I can bring heaven to earth. That's right. We were walking the dog last night and just out of nowhere, it was so cool. We were just talking about the Lord and how good he's been to us. And out of nowhere, here comes a sweet little lady, sweet woman, not a lady. It was a, it was a younger woman and she was on crutches. And I looked, I said, What's, what happened there? And she went, she didn't want to tell me. And I said, no, seriously, what happened? She said, I have irreversible damage. That's what she told us. I have irreversible damage. <laughs> I looked at her, I said, what if that can get reversed? <laughs> yeah. 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 She's like, what? And I said, I'm going to pray for you right now. And we prayed just, just like a 10-second prayer, okay, because you don't, Please, if you pray for people in public, please don't pray in King James and draw it real. <laughs> just, 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 the Lord doesn't need that, I promise. But we just prayed the Lord would touch her. And now, I don't know if the Lord did anything right then and there when she went home, but I know that she was moved. That's right. So Amen. And you understand, like, this is really important. When we minister to people, like, we want healing and breakthrough to come right then and there. But what's in, most important is, is whether we are providing for someone financially or giving them a meal or water or we're praying for healing or for depression to leave, whatever it is. <laughs> what the most important thing that we are doing is we are actually letting them encounter the love of the Father. That's right. Yep. Amen. That's yep. That's okay. So don't get disappointed if you don't see the Lord. He doesn't move right then. Because it's not, it's, it's not about the, the manifestation. It's about the giving away of his nature. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's about, and I love when he moves. But those tears, I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you. And I know I know that she was a little scared at first when we walked, because we had Annabelle, a very big dog, you know, and here's this bearded guy and this pretty little blonde lady. Like, I think she was probably scared at first, because I don't think she saw April at first. She just saw me and the big dog. <laughs> Lord wants to release that through us. That's right. Yep. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Now, here's 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 what I believe. I said if we understand who he is, we'll know what to do. Yep. Right? I'll read it here in a moment, but it's in first John. First John. Because as he is in this world, so are we. So, if he's a wonderful counselor, then I think that we should be wonderful counselors as well. Amen. Yep. Amen. All right, so let's look at this. Abundant increase, the abundant increase of the kingdom has always been God's plan. It's always been his plan from the beginning. Always. All right. For some, you've heard me say this before, and review is good, so... Why? Why is it? Why has it always been its plan? Well, let me read from Genesis uh, one verse one twenty six through twenty eight. Says then God said, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule, which is have dominion, domain. All right, let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth." And every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, I love that way, the way it's phrased. Verse 27, God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them, and he blessed them, and God said to them right here, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. By the way, the word fill, it means like fill. That's right. Okay? Fill the earth and subdue it, rule and reign over it, and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, so you understand, I, I say you understand, I hope we understand this. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, you understand Satan had already fallen, right? Mm -hmm. So when the Lord created Eden for Adam and Eve to rule and reign. He says, be fruitful and multiply, make babies. But he's saying, expand the boundaries of the garden. That's right. The Lord had given them a plot of land and said, this is yours. I'm entrusting you with it. And I want you to, Jesus, I want you to rule and reign over it. And I want you, if this represents what is good, but just right out here is belongs to the enemy I want you to be fruitful and multiply to where you take that from him. Yeah. That's, that's, what's, that's, that's what's going on in Genesis 1 so which is the original great commission by the way be fruitful right, come on. and so, so from the very beginning the Lord says be fruitful and multiply expand, increase the boundary of my kingdom why? well he said he created man in his own image why does he want the boundaries of his kingdom to expand? Because he gets more Amen. glory. That's right. All right. It's, I, on, I think I, I'm more excited about that than you are. <laughs> God creates man in his own image so that man can represent God on earth. 
And God told man to rule, have dominion over everything. God said, be fruitful, multiply, essentially saying increase the boundaries of the kingdom. And, and, and essentially, it's, it's, it's almost the same phrasing as there will be no end to the increase of his government. It's almost the same thing. That was the original plan. And then chapter 3, right before the fall, right? He met with them in the cool of the day, that relationship. That's, that's what the Lord wanted. That's what he created us to do. And so I say all, that was like the longest introduction ever, but the points are pretty small, okay? Let's <laughs> set all this up. So if the Lord wants the increase of his kingdom to come, how does that actually happen? Again, I've said it a few times, but through, who, through the recognition of who Jesus is and who we are in relation to him. That's how it comes. When we recognize who he is and who we are in relation to him. It says, in his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. I just want to focus on this one name tonight, Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful, it means astonishing, astonishingly. It means wondrous. It means marvelous. Counselor, advisor, one who gives advice. So, yeah, like it's pretty, sometimes the Greek words are just what they mean. <laughs> Jesus is astonishingly marvelous, advising those who need advice. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it says. Yeah. Jesus is astonishingly marvelous at giving, giving marvelous advice to those who need advice. Well, who needs advice? Uh, yeah. Every one of us. Amen. He's really good at it. And it's not like, I, I can remember like, you know, have you ever had someone like volunteer advice and you're like, man, that's just stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think I've told you this before. It's like my brother. Uh, my brother's a few years younger and he has kids now. He has two little girls and they keep them on his toes. But when we first had Ethan and Joe had no kids, he used to give us parenting advice all the time. <laughs> you know, if I had a kid, I'd do this. Well, no, you wouldn't, knucklehead, right? <laughs> you understand, when, when Jesus gives advice, you probably should listen. That's right, yeah. Because he's a wonderful counselor. Right. <laughs> he's not going to steer you wrong. He gives the best guidance and direction that any of us could ever have or receive and I think a lot of times we're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Have we asked Jesus? Ask him. He's going to tell you what to do. All right. Oh, man. The kingdom is released or increased not only by recognizing that he's a wonderful counselor, but by allowing him to be our wonderful counselor. That's right. Yeah, right? I believe his kingdom would abundantly increase if we'd simply allow him to counsel us. <laughs> I mean, so the gospel's really simple, man. It's like we would be blessed and we would see people come into the kingdom of God. We'd see people saved, healed, delivered, sanctified, set free. If we would just ask him what to do and waited for him to tell us before we did anything. That's right. Right? All right, listen to this. Psalm 16, 7. I'm going to read Psalm 16. 
this is David writing. He says, I will bless the Lord who counseled me. It's the same word used in Isaiah 9. I'll bless the Lord who counseled me. Indeed, my mind instructs me in the night. I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. He said, he's at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will dwell securely for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or to hell. All right? You will not abandon my soul to hell, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You will make known to me the path of life. Right? He will make known the path of life to us. <laughs> In your presence is the fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. Now the word counseled, he says, he says, I will bless the Lord, I will thank the Lord, I will worship the Lord who counseled me, who gave me advice, who told me what to do, who gave me direction. David is writing this, and he's writing this, he's saying the Lord counsels me, and even when I'm at night, my mind is working. David's saying that even when I'm walking through hell, God will counsel me, and he will see me through, is what he's writing about and because David allows God to counsel him, David does not lose faith. Let me tell you that sometimes, sometimes it's like, man, I'm praising the Lord. He provided it in this. He did that. He did the other. He blew right through me. He used me. I'm going to bless the Lord. He's given me. He's leading me, guiding me, directing me. And then, whoof, rug gets pulled out. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> oh, God. It's just awful. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we do that. David's saying, even though it's awful, he's going to counsel me and my faith will not be shaken. And it will not be shaken because he's good is what David's saying. That's good news, man. Let me tell you what. Sometimes life stinks. Yeah. But you know what? He's good. Yeah. And when I focus on his goodness, it changes the way I think. That's right. Right? He's good. Yeah. He's good. <coughs> Jesus. So, David's faith isn't shaken. He's actually, he says he's filled with joy. So I'm like, dude, This is David who lived in a cave, right? <laughs> Whose life is threatened. And he's saying, it's night, but I'm filled with joy. That's right. Someone cut me off in traffic today, right? Or, or it took me a half an hour to get here when it only takes me 10 minutes to get here. Like, you know, I think we need to focus on him. So what would it look like if we allowed the Lord to counsel David talks about. I believe that one, we would not be shaken. I believe that we would become impervious to discouragement. Doesn't mean that discouragement won't come. It means that when it comes, <laughs> I see it what for what it is, man. Right? Lord, you're good. Amen. 
Like I'm not, I'm, I may get discouraged, but I'm not going to stay in it. That's right. Yep. Come on. Understand? It's yeah. like it's like it's like the other day I, I was walking down the road and I stepped and I stepped in some dog mass, right? Yeah. But you understand that I didn't stay in that very long when I realized what I did. I stepped right back out of it. Okay. It's like this: when I step into things in life and it start to get discouraged, I am not going to stay there. Come on, amen. Because He counsels me. That's right. Then I believe we know what to do. I believe then we would start to receive divine blueprints, if you will, how to reach our neighborhoods and our communities and our towns and our cities. Amen. And then I believe that the Lord would begin to empower us to see the increase of God's kingdom. He says, you'll make known to me the path of life. The word known means that he will reveal and disclose. It actually means that he says, you'll make known and the reason why he makes known, there's this, it, it, it has a slight meaning that because we have relations with him. that it, It's like, the kids are in the back. It's like pillow talk is what it is. That's the way it really reads. That he will make known in those whispers and tell me what his plans are. And the only way that I can receive those plans is if I get quiet long enough for him to whisper into me. Amen. There it is. So many in this world are looking for direction. And what I'm finding is that we look everywhere for that direction. Even followers of Jesus, let's be for real. I'm like, well, I should do this, and I should do this. And sometimes they think life's an experiment, but I don't think it's nearly as experimental as we make it. <laughs> I think it's Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, God? I'm listening. You understand, like, a lot of prayer really isn't even praying out loud. Yes. It's sitting there. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. And I think that's what his disciples had a hard time because they fell asleep, right? <laughs> what if we could sit there and just listen? I've been trying to practice this, and, and, and this has been, I guess, my own little... I said, don't experiment, but this has been an experiment. <laughs> but I've just been going, and I've just been like, all right, Lord, I'm here. I just sit. Try not to. I just sit. And you know what? After a few minutes, I won't tell you how long, but he always shows up. Amen. When he shows it's like, you know, hair stands up, you know, you, you know he's there. He says, I'll make none. I want to encourage us to make, to get to that point where we can know what he's making of. And, and he's not, he's, he's not a God that doesn't want to speak. I think he quite emphatically wants to. He wants to talk. I want to tell my wife what's going on in my life. I want to share what happened in my day. I want to share my hopes and my dreams with her. Vice versa. The Lord wants to share counsel with us. He wants to make known. And when he makes them known, when he makes them known, he says that, David says, your presence is full of joy. <laughs> in your right hand, there's pleasures forever. In other words, when he shows up, it's joyful, but he says his right hand, there's pleasures forever. 
pleasures means blessings. Whatever that is. Here you go. You've quieted yourself enough. Now I want to give you divine strategies on that. All right. Last point. No, second to last. <laughs> I don't want to lie. <laughs> Jesus modeled this for us. Okay? Jesus modeled this for us. Listening and doing. Listen and do. John 8, 28. Jesus said this, like, and I've been really thinking about this, and this is like, it's hard to understand. I mean, it's not, but it is. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you'll know that I am He, and right here. Jesus said this, He says, I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. Jesus says that, right here, He's saying that I only speak what the Father first spoke, <laughs> but He's heard the Father speak. And another part, he actually says that I only did what I saw my father doing first. So Jesus lived his entire life, did not say a word, did not say a single word unless the Lord spoke it first. What would it look like if we only spoke if the Lord told us to speak? <laughs> oh, man. The word taught, it says, I, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. The, Lord, the word taught means to impart, but it also means but preached. So he says, I only teach the things that I heard my father preach to me, is what he's saying right here. You look it up in the Greek. So Jesus lived his life only doing what the father told him to do. So Jesus inclined his ear to heaven and said, God, father, what do you want me to do? And the father preached it to him, told him it, declared it, and Jesus did it. And if the Father did not speak it, Jesus did not do it. Yep. <laughs> the kingdom will come in abundance if we live our lives in a way that we only do something that we are counseled to do. Yep. If we want to be fruitful, we need to incline our ears to heaven, folks. If we want to, if we want to see his kingdom come, we need to stop saying, I think I need to do this. No. What's he telling you to do? Yeah, well, I think, no. What's he telling us to do? Well, I, I, I did this and this and this, so maybe I should try it. No. What is he telling you to do? I can't tell you. So many people, they're like, well, God told me to do this, but I think I need to do this. I'm like, did God tell you that addendum there? No, he didn't. Well, stick with the first thing he told you, right? Just yeah. be patient. Amen. <laughs> That's hard to do, but it's the truth. So Jesus only did that. Matthew 4, 4 says that man shall not live by bread alone, <coughs> but by every word that proceeds out of the Father's mouth. Amen. My mentor says that if we live by the word of God, which is right, then we die by its absence. Yep. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of the Father. You understand that if we're going to live on every word, we have to listen for every word. Amen. <laughs> yep. <coughs> the word word. The word word. I'm going to start rapping here in a minute. Word. <laughs> the word word is rhema. And it's a spoken word, but it's also a command. And it's an active word. <coughs> so we live by hearing the Lord speak to us. And we die if we're not hearing him speak to us. That's what it's saying. 
I think sometimes the Lord will speak. Sometimes the Lord will speak and we have the responsibility to act, okay? Sometimes the Lord will ask you to do things you think makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> but if you do it, just do something amazing. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, was at Heine Brothers. It's kind of a surprise. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite coffee shop. It's at Heine Brothers a few days ago. my own business, I was actually probably playing with my phone in line. And yes. The Lord spoke clear as day. Said the woman behind you's husband just left her. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, what do you do with that? You know, what do you do with that? Excuse me. So this will sound real weird. But I'm a Christian. And I'm trying to learn to hear the voice of God. And when I think he speaks to me, I try and act on it. And so I'm going to say what I think he's telling me. And if I'm way off, I am so sorry. You can go and you can tell everyone that you met a lunatic today, and that's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So I told her. And I said, and I didn't have the courage to say the full word. I said, you're having marital problems. That's what I said. She just lost her stuff. Man. She said, how'd you know? Really fast forward, because she cried for a little while. I said, how'd you know? I said, well, God told me. And I think he told me because he wants me to tell you that he loves you and he hasn't forgotten about you. Now, there's been some times where I've said stuff and people look to me like I was a kook. That's okay. Amen. I don't live by bread alone, but I'm trying to live by every word that comes from his mouth. And if Jesus could do it, and if Jesus was fully God, but fully man, but as fully man, he lived in perfect relationship, lived in perfect relationship and communion with the Father, then if he can do that, then maybe, just maybe, I can as well. Amen. Try it. Okay? Maybe I can as well. Last thing. Being like Jesus is what will lead to the increase of his kingdom. Yep. We got, I don't know, I mean, we have like four or five churches here tonight represented. We can do a lot of stuff, but I think if we're just Christ-like, that's what's going to make the biggest difference in Amen. the communities. Yep. Like, represent Jesus, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 1 John 4, 17, that was the verse. As, as he is, so are we in this world. This, this such a short verse, but such a challenging verse. It's like, as he is, so are we. It's like, well, I'm not really there. Well, why? 
great. That's why I've been asking, like, why? And then why, like, then the Lord starts to reveal. And by the way, always let the Lord reveal things. Because if you go digging for stuff, you have no business digging for it. Allow the Lord to speak to you. That's okay? right. Mm -hmm. So, as he is, so are we in this world. I think that'll have a tremendous impact. It's like, I, someone was on the phone this week, and they're like, you know, I was, I was really excited about what God's doing here. What God's going, like some of the things that's happening over the next few weeks and after the first year especially. And like, well, what's your strategy? What's your plan? I'm like, well, we're going to worship. And we'll probably worship really loud and long. Like, it will be longer than a 12-minute worship set. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Okay? What else you want to do? We're going to pray like crazy. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Like, we're going to pray. And then when we're tired of praying, we're going to pray some more. Because <laughs> we need to hear from God. Because he's our wonderful counselor. What else are you going to do? Well, we're hopefully we're going to teach our people to be like Jesus. Like I, I look at you guys. You guys are messing me up because you're in a different seat this week. But <laughs> <laughs> but I can close my eyes and I can just about tell where everyone is. And when I pray at home, God, let them go and do this. this week. When they're out and about in their week, let them lead more people to Jesus than I will this week. That's what I pray. And not because I don't want to, but I just think it'll be really exciting for you if you get to. <laughs> but God, let them come in. Let them come in and bring them a whole mess of people that they led to the Lord this week, right? Mm -hmm. Let them come in with testimonies where you've spoke and you blew right through them. Let them come in, God. Let them come in and their faith has increased because they saw you do something that they weren't really for sure that you would do that you did. Like that. Those are the things I pray for. And 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 let let our church, like I don't care if they know our names, let them think, if I think of Jesus, I think of those group, that group of people. You understand? Right. And the only way that'll happen <laughs> is if we allow him to speak into us. Like, I'll be on, like, we've done it, man. We've done it. We've tried to do lots of stuff. We did. And I love, I love the outreaches. I love all those things. I really do. But we, but I, I, I've sat in meetings and we're like, well, we're going to try this and this and this. Well, we've done that before. Let's tweak it and let's do this. I've been in those two-hour meetings. And not one time did we ask God what did God think we should do. I've been in those meetings. Mm -hmm. Or we need to do this because we're a church and we should do this. Well, who says? That's right. Come on. Yep. Mm -hmm. The religious spirit that says it has to be done this way or the Holy Spirit that's telling us to or do not do. Right. Come on. Right. Like, I've been there, man. Like, I don't want to do anything unless he first tells us. Because when he tells us, it's going to be much more effective. Amen. And it's not just corporately, it's individually too. That's right. <laughs> Some of us can really make a mess of our life without even trying. Yeah. <laughs> right? But what would it look like if we just said, God, I'm going to Psalm 4610. I'm going to sink down as if I'm being, being seated. 
I'm going to take a posture of rest. And I'm going to be still. I'm going to quiet my heart, quiet my soul. I'm going to put my phone in the other room so that I'm not tempted when it rings or I get a notification. Because, by the way, I think if you keep your phone in, the, in your secret place, it's going to ring or you're going to get a text. Yeah. Or you're going to be tempted to see who liked your Facebook post. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You say, speak, God. I'm listening. We don't move from that place until he speaks. Now, some of you are like, well, I can't sit there for two hours. Well, you know what? You don't have to make a decision. You can go to work and still, God, what do you think? What do you want to do? What do you want me to say in this situation, Lord? What do I need to do? What would you do? Huh. He's going to tell you. I think if we would get the counsel of the Lord, we would be the most effective, soul-winning people on the entire planet. Amen. Yep. Amen. 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 So I want to pray tonight. And um, uh, Logan, come up here and strum something pretty for me, buddy. Not for me, for Jesus. But you understand what I'm saying. Amen. Play any chord for Jesus, brother. So I actually want to pray this tonight. And... Uh, This is, how we're, this is how I think we're supposed to do it. I want to pray this, and, and this is this is what I think the Lord wants us to respond to. Like, you know, like we understand what altar call, like there's a call and we respond to it. This is what I think the Lord specifically wants us to respond to, and this is how I'm going to pray tonight. That we begin to hear the voice of the Lord better. Yeah. That's it. Right now. That we would hear his voice. What Jesus says that my sheep recognize my voice, a stranger's voice they will not recognize, right? Do you understand? The enemy can't really do anything but mock or mimic. And sometimes the enemy will tell you to do something that's a little bit good, but it's a twisted version of what Jesus has for you. I'd like to be able to discern the difference. I'd like to be able to, you know, her husband just left her. Right? I'd like to be able to hear those things. I'd like to be driving down the road in my car and God saying, when you get home, I want you to bless your wife. <laughs> or I'd like to be walking down the street and God saying, I want you to take a left here and a right here and a left here and a right here because he will direct your paths. Yes, he will direct your steps. And when I get to wherever it is, I find someone there who's in need. And I don't even know why I'm taking that. I'm just, I'm just listening to his voice. So I want to pray that tonight. And if you feel the need to get out of your seat and come and pray, you can. Or if you just want to slip your hand up, I, I don't really care what we do. But I pray, I'm, I'm going to pray a prayer of impartation tonight that the Lord gives us the ability to hear his voice. Yep. Yes. Now, now this is this is what happens though, because sometimes we pray and we ask for things, but but we walk out our salvation with fear and trembling, like we walk it out. In other words, it's like the Lord does part, and there's part we have to do. So so here's here's what I'm going to caution us with: that if we begin to say, God, I want to hear your voice, 
He's going to speak to you, and you have the responsibility to act on whatever he spoke. Amen. You have a responsibility to steward that. We do. And as he speaks and I obey, I think that it becomes, I wouldn't say necessarily easier, I just think we begin to recognize more and more what he wants to do in our life. So you may be somewhere and God says to do this, and you're like, why would I do that? That's weird. Well, guess what? It doesn't really matter. You, who cares? You, you who shouldn't cares? even get embarrassed anymore because you're a dead man. It's Christ who lives in you now, right? Amen. Yep. So I want to pray for that, and uh, and then we'll go. But I, I can't think of anything more valuable than hearing the voice of God. So, Father, I pray tonight that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, but give us ears.